Hello everybody, and welcome to episode 97 of Reboot Already Underway. I'm one of your hosts, Jacob Lacey, joined again today as always by David, Master of the Baja Blaster, Becker. Hello, hello. And, of course, as we all know, the voice himself, Aaron Hahn. Wink, wink. The, the totally real person. Yeah. Aaron Hahn. Wow, he's doing them both at once. <laughs> like, how is he doing this? Aaron, Aaron glad I, to have I you back. I drink a glass of water. Do, uh, do both of them. And, uh, well, water's good for you. You should be drinking it. Like, a lot. Who was the impression that you... Finally did, David. I, uh, I don't remember. I don't remember either, but it was amazing. <laughs> um, Aaron, I'm sorry we couldn't have you to uh, discuss your favorite book ever, Ready Player One. Um, I'm sorry I missed it, because I did have some things to say. Yeah, well, once you see the movie, you can talk all about it. Yeah. When you go see it in theaters. I'm, I can't do it, man. For our spoiler cast next week. You seriously want to do a spoiler? No. <laughs> it's a fine movie, whatever. I don't care that much. We'll talk about it later. Um, oh, I thought we were about to spoil it, guys. Uh, just not much to talk about. Uh, but, guys, you know what we are going to talk about? We mentioned it last week on the podcast. It, brackets. They're going around. March Madness ended, apparently. I don't follow sports, but I have been told that it is done. Well, it's April. Well, uh, all right, Aaron. <laughs> they played the last game on April 2nd, I think. So, their rule's not mine. Uh, but we will be doing a Marvel bracket. By my rule. Marvel bracket. That's what we're doing. Tell, tell me about that. All right. Well, I'm going to tell you all about it because I made a little bit of a bracket. I seeded it to the list that Aaron and I made uh, a little under a year ago now. Uh, but I also added the three movies that have come out in the MCU uh, since. And we're going we're gonna to bracket it up. If, is that a thing the kids are saying? I don't know. But we're going we're gonna to talk about it. I'm going to first for you run through the seeds. Uh, so from 1 down to 18. Avengers, Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, Iron Man, Civil War, um, Winter Soldier, they're not in order, so I don't know why, (laughs) Black Panther, (laughs) The First Avenger, Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 2, Thor Ragnarok, Doctor Strange, Spider-Man Homecoming, Thor, Iron Man 3, and then we also got Age of Ultron, Ant-Man, The Incredible Hulk, Iron Man 2, Thor the Dark World. <laughs> Sorry, Thor. So let's do our two play-in games first. This is who decides who's in the bracket, even, to begin with. Starting okay. with uh, The Incredible Hulk. <laughs> Dude, my words have been slurring so bad recently. I'm sorry. The Incredible Hulk. Versus Iron Man 2. Now. I think Incredible Hulk is underrated. Is this the... This is the one with... What's his face? Um, Edward Norton. 
I thought, that, yeah. Fight Club guy. Yes, I agree with you on that, Aaron, because I remember what it had one of the craziest scenes ever, and it was, um, what was it? It was when, like, the Hulk is fighting the, I don't know what to call it. What was abomination. It? Abomination. Abomination. Yeah. And, like, he jumped out of the abomination, like, on the building and ripped out its ribs and stabbed him with his own rib. I was yeah. like, that was cool. Why did, why, why did we not do that more often? That was yeah, insane. I, I think this still has the best Hulk action we've gotten on screen from any of his appearances. Ah, uh, yeah, okay. I, I disagree. I think it's a little too dark. This is this movie's problem. All of the action, it feels very old superhero, kind of like Iron Man does, but Iron Man also blends in the new MCU feel, where the Incredible Hulk is just, like, extremely dark the entire time, and you can barely see what's going on, really, especially in the final fight. I mean, not quite as bad as Ang Lee's uh, Hulk, where... He's fighting poodles in the dark in trees or something. I don't remember. But, alright. Incredible Hulk, underrated. I can get it behind that. Now, Iron Man 2, underrated? It's a fine movie, but... I think it's unfairly crapped upon. Just because it followed up such a great start to the series. And then this one was kind of like, we need another Iron Man movie. <laughs> I think for every great element it has like sam rockwell yeah it has a terrible element like mickey rourke yeah that's about the balance of the film yeah i yeah sam rockwell is like really good in this though can we get hammer back fantastic we really need hammer back right make make him the next uh big bad big bad That would be great. That would be great. I would love if he was an Ant-Man. He's the main villain of Ant-Man. He's kind of like, hey, he's a tech guy. He's smaller in scale. I think I'd like that. Anyway, um, I think I'd go Incredible Hulk here. Is anyone else going to disagree? Nope. All right. The Incredible Hulk wins its Wait, first. Did you, just, did you just ask us if we were going to disagree with our own opinions? Oh, I didn't know. I didn't know if you had picked oh. that. We were, I thought we were just discussing the film. <laughs> All right, Iron Man 2, out. Sorry, Iron Man 2. Ant-Man versus Thor the Dark World. Is this even a question? Well. <laughs> now, Aaron, oh my god, you have been on Ant-Man. I'm just going to say, I'm just going to say Ant-Man. Just throw it out there. Yeah, we should, I think we should at least for the first time in their appearance in the bracket, we need to at least talk about the film a little bit. But, so let's start with the one that's harder to talk about, Thor the Dark World. Um, Malekith, I remember him, kind of. Do you? He, I, uh, I, I, remember wa- I remember watching this movie and thinking, yep, this is one of the weaker movies. This is the Dark World. <laughs> what, so all right, you know what? Everyone always craps on this movie. Let's name things that we actually enjoyed about it. I think Loki. Loki is by far the best part of this movie. Is, isn't Loki, like, the best part of all the Thor movies? Yeah, though? yeah. <laughs> yeah, not Ragnarok. But he's still really good in Ragnarok. I like the scene where they're flying through Asgard to escape. That's a good one. I like the black hole grenades. That's like a really cool idea. Aaron? You want to say something nice about Thor the Dark World? 
I swear that I am trying to think of something. Not anything. You can't think of anything you liked in it. I'm trying. What about the Captain America bit? Do you like that? Oh, I I do like the Captain America bit. Yeah. And I like the bit where Heimdall like pulls out his dagger and like jumps on the spaceship and like oh, Yeah, that is. <laughs> that is really cool. That is really cool. Um that's all I got. Yeah, but Ant-Man, Aaron has unfairly just pooped all over this movie since it came out. I saw this movie in theaters. I was like, one of the best MCU movies. I don't see how anyone could disagree. It's so great. And then Aaron's like, oh, no, that movie sucks. And I'm like, oh, okay. Great. Good to know. But I think Ant-Man's great. Aaron, you want to say something nice about Ant-Man? I'm just kidding. Ant-Man's definitely going to win this one. Yeah. I have my problems with it, but... It's no Thor of the Dark World. No, and that's a good thing. <laughs> so, uh... Because if I were to name things I like about Ant-Man, it's, like, Paul Rudd. Mm-hmm. Uh, the set pieces are, like, all great. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anthony. Anthony. Oh, my God. <laughs> Never forget. Do you think we'll get Anthony in uh, Avengers uh, Age of Ultron? No, what's the name of it? <laughs> Infinity War? I, I hope so. I hope we get an ant that he rides... Uh, I'm gonna vote Ant Man as well. David, would you like to make that unanimous? Agreed. Alright. Ant Man it is. Podcast-y. Our playing games are done. Now it's time to move on to the bulk. By doing the Avengers versus Hulk. Spitting bars. And you'd even know that I could. That was a one that didn't rhyme. So the Avengers. Uh, greatest superhero movie of all time. <laughs> I think you you might be hard pressed to think of one that did what it did on the scale that it did. You know what I mean? It, it's it's it is the superhero movie if you ask a lot of people. Yeah, I mean this is gonna be a tough one to be. Yeah. yeah. David, what is the what is the Avengers being compared to? Because high key you lagged. Oh, sorry, <laughs> uh, the Incredible Hulk. Ah. <laughs> I... Now there's no there's no rib stabbing in this one, and I don't know if that'll if that'll change that for you. <laughs> all right, so so you know what? Let's do this with all the movies. Say one thing you liked about it. One thing I liked about the one, Avengers. One, yeah, if you can think of just one thing that you really liked about the uh, Avengers. I liked the part where Iron Man shoots a laser blast and it like reflects off Cap's shield and they kill the aliens with that. I like I liked the teamwork. Mm. I like seeing the teamwork. That's mm. what I like. Mm. Okay. David, what's something you like about the Avengers? Because it's the first major event of all time. I... The first major <laughs> event. <laughs> Assassination of Abraham Lincoln. Nothing uh, compared to the Avengers. <laughs> I don't know why I went to Abraham Lincoln, but um. Well, I mean, those are the those are the top two. Everyone knows that. Yeah. Number one, Avengers. 
highly to assassination. Of yeah, yeah, highly debated the order, but yeah, it's one of the two <laughs> always. Um, I really like just the dialogue in the movie. I think is great. I this is one of my most quoted movies. I'd say. There was a while I, when we were in drama class, Aaron, I don't know if you remember this, I wanted to do the Loki uh, monologue, and I'm like, oh, that ends in a way I can't do it <laughs> in uh, Lutheran school, but I would if I could. Why? You could have yeah, gotten away with still, it. No one knows British swear words. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, I just didn't want to risk it. Uh, Avengers, can we all agree on that? Yeah, okay. Sorry, Incredible Hulk, but uh, you're not that incredible anymore. Do you, do you like that one? Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 2, versus Thor Ragnarok. A much more recent uh, matchup here. Let's start Let's start it. One thing you liked about Guardians. They're both so similar. The soundtrack. Love the soundtrack. And, David's uh, getting in on the ground floor. I like that. The soundtrack uh, is the great. The Dark World. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa, David, you're way behind. Okay. Aaron? No, I'm joking. I'm talking about the soundtrack of the good old... Good old Guardians? Good old Guardians. The good old Guardians. Uh, Dave, er, David just said his. Aaron, something you like about Guardians. Let's be nice around here. Uh, I like the villain. I like, I like Ego. Mm-hmm. I think they had a nice dynamic between him and uh, Star-Lord. And we got to like explore various aspects of the relationship, and I thought that was really well done. Yeah, I, yeah, I I think like the the personal stakes of it was I think were very well done. Guardians, the turning point where the Guardians two was that the turning point where Marvel villains started to get like good. Well, then we had Hella. So no. oh, how how about you just shut up right now? <laughs> Guardians of the what Galaxy two. I, I what about the Marvel? You know, uh, characters all being not characters. People say that like, oh, they're all the same. No one's original. Blah blah mm-hmm. blah. About that whole hype train. I'm I'm not it's on like, that hype train. No. No, I can't say I am. Guardians of the Galaxy two though, uh, something I really loved. Um, let me think. Wow, I'm having way I'm having a way harder time thinking of something I should. I mean, I've I said this when we talked about it in spoilers. We're like, this is space home to me this and star wars where it's like uh, you go in and it it's so alien and so otherworldly and yet james gunn's script and the way he paints these characters is just so r- realistic in a way i mean he's one of them's a talking raccoon so as realistic as you can be in that but um they're human characters so i don't know i just i just really love the guardians but thor ragnarok I when I saw this movie, I'd say it's a Saturday morning cartoon, but it's the best Saturday morning cartoon I've ever seen. <laughs> so that's what it's going up against for me right now. I mean, how many Saturday morning cartoons have you honestly seen, though? I used to watch a couple episodes of uh, Pokemon, of the Digimon, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, DuckTales. Other ones? Tarzan? Anything else? You ever watch the Tarzan one, anyone? No, I watch Pokemon. <laughs> Aaron, you ever watch the Tarzan uh, show? Animated show? I, I did? I don't remember I anything about I it either. Don't, <laughs> don't worry. No, yeah. 
All right. Aaron, you... Another movie you've been shading pretty hard recently. I wanted to love it. I know. I I, you hyped it. yourself up too much. That's what I'm convinced happened here, is that you no, just were too excited. Too much was every other Keiko Waititi film. Mm. But mm. Just, just not enough. Okay. Not enough Waititi. All right, but say, but, so, but say something you like about it. it. Is, uh, what's his name? Is it Korg? Korg? Oh, yeah. Korg? Yeah. Korg's yeah. great. For sure. All right. I hope he does not die in the opening of Infinity War. Why would that happen? <laughs> Why would you even say that Thanos to me? He's clearly going to attack the Asgard show. Why would you even Lots say that? Probably gonna die. <laughs> but why Korg? <laughs> why? I'd be more upset about that than if Hawkeye died. And I'd be pretty upset if Hawkeye died. Uh, David. Name something you, you really like about uh, Ragnarok. I like how the man uh, decides to destroy a whole planet because he doesn't want to share it with his sister. That's a good moral. <laughs> that's what that's what I'm about. That's what I'm about. I will say no one is not <laughs> I will say uh no one none of us mentioned it, but the use of the immigrant song is uh sublime. Just really great. Um now it's time to vote. I don't know where I'm going on this one. I'm being completely I'm definitely honest. going guardians. Alright. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Thor. David, you're the tiebreaker. I'm gonna go with Guardians. All right. Because All right. that was the, the very solid, um, just group movie. Mm -hmm. uh, some people would say that they like the Guardians more than they like the Avengers. Somewhat. We'll uh, find that out very soon. I'm guessing. <laughs> All right, so uh, Captain America: Civil War versus Iron Man three. Let's start with Iron Man three because <laughs> I've defended this movie so hard for so long. I don't think this is a bad movie. I think it's good. I I think there's a lot of really great stuff here. I love all the stuff where he's not in his Iron Man suit. You know, he has to he has to die hard his way through a. Uh, just being Tony Stark again, but with the Christmas ornaments. I love that scene. And and the little kid, and everyone's like, oh my gosh, like he's going to be the dual Iron Man, and then never hear from the kid again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyone else would like to chime in about Iron Man 3? Things they really loved, things that make it I've, the best Iron Man, Aaron? <laughs> I've had this weird kind of... My opinion on Iron Man 3 has changed. When I like first saw it, I was like, this is really great. This mm -hmm. is this is like one of the best Marvel movies ever. And mm -hmm. then for like a while, it was like, oh, there's so many flaws to it, and there's so many missed opportunities and like bad decisions, and the kid is really annoying and all that. But now I'm I'm, I'm higher up on it. Again, you know? I never thought that would happen. Oh my god, here we are. I'm like this, this is doing some cool stuff. There's some interesting stuff here about like the the media. And the way it's like its role in like shaping these kind of like perceived threats, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. So there's there's some interesting social commentary going on here. 
I I would have never thought that I'd hear Aaron say the words where he likes Iron Man 3. Here we are. 2018, baby. (laughs) Um, David, something you like about Iron Man 3? Um, I like... Iron Man 3 was the one with all the different Iron Man suits, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. House Party Protocol. Yeah, yeah. I enjoyed that. And was that... Was Pep back in three yes yep yes because two two she was gone right no she's in two okay never mind. yeah oh, wait, no, maybe <laughs> one of the see look they're all they're all confusing all civil the- war she's gone <clears throat> yeah and they're all like oh like where's pepper i'm like oh she's obviously she, she didn't want to be in it i've seen the t-shirt i have is that what you liked about it that pepper was in oh, it yeah. oh, okay yeah no, and uh, House Party Protocol. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that line where he's like, uh, it's Christmas, take him to church, and then it's just one of the best things I've ever seen uh, in a superhero movie happens, and it's amazing, and I love it. Uh, we'll say, I've always been upset about this, and I don't think I will ever not be upset that one of the greatest lines in any Marvel movie is in the trailer, but not in the movie. <laughs> The whole Mandarin thing where he's like, heroes don't exist. And then, like, the whole thing, his Malibu house blows up. And we're like, oh, my God. Why? It's a great trailer. That would be one to include for trailers that are better than the movie. Although, maybe not. I don't know. All right. So, Captain America Civil War. We did a our first episode ever about Captain America Civil War. We owe this show to that movie. Yeah, it's alright, I guess. I'm just kidding. I freaking love this movie. <laughs> uh, so, airport brawl? I mean, That's, yeah, yeah, something we all like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we could just name different parts of that brawl. <laughs> I would say Spider-Man's probably my favorite part of that whole thing. Just... Spider-Man is amazing. I love that Spider-Man is that, like, he's an actual comic book hero now. Yeah. And he's just talking crap to Bucky and uh, Falcon the whole time. Oh, you got a robot arm? That's freaking awesome. <laughs> it's just like a teenager. It's like, I love, I love this new Spider-Man so much. Um, yeah, 10 out of 10, a lot better. Captain America Civil War? Yes. Yeah, we're, we're all in agreement there. <laughs> all right, Civil War it is. Captain America Winter Soldier versus Thor. The original Thor. Don't even try, Lucy. How badly do I want to convince David that Thor is a better movie? Don't don't even try to go for it. I can't even convince myself. But let's talk about him either way. Captain America Winter Soldier. Um, This probably has the most well-shot action of any of the Marvel movies, I'd say. The most gripping, especially that elevator scene. I'd say elevator scene is the highlight of the film for me. Aaron, this is your favorite Marvel movie, isn't it? So tell us more. It's my, it's my favorite Marvel movie. There's, I, I, I don't know. What's your favorite Marvel? What's your favorite Marvel movie? Winter Soldier. Are you sure? Are you sure that's your favorite Marvel hero movie? I'm, I'm positive. There's so many great things in this movie. Ta- tell us about it. I love the, the like tone like the political thriller style i love uh the relationship between cap and bucky all that's explored i love the action 
the music. I love just kind of. I love that the weird comic book elements where they like go to the underground bunker and like Zola's <laughs> this computer thing. <laughs> I think that is the test for people on whether or not they really love this movie. Now I might be the outlier on that because I love that scene, but the rest of the movie I'm like, okay, yeah, that's fine. Because that scene is like where it turned around, and I'm like, oh my god, this is gonna be amazing now, isn't it? And then it like didn't really ever continue to follow up on that crazy stuff. But, I don't know. But I also love that it was, like, so unexpectedly big for the universe. Like, the, we, like the whole ramifications of what was happening with S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm-hmm. Didn't see that coming. Yeah, no one expected that at all, really, when it first came out. It was... I was so kind of like, like, who cares about a new... Well, wasn't the whole thing, Aaron, you and I used to have uh, nerdy conversations every day at lunch about, like, where do we go now after the Avengers? <laughs> and we're like, I kept saying, like, who's going to care about Iron Man 3 and Captain America and Thor now that, like, the Avengers happened? And then they did it in Captain America Winter Soldier, where a major change to the world happens. And you're like, oh, my God. Okay. Interesting choice. But, David. Let's be real. What? Who enjoyed Captain America 1? That was definitely one of the, the most bo- mo- boring Marvel hero movies, in my opinion. Oh, okay. All right, we're going to get there. Oh. Winter Soldier, though, David. Something you really liked about that. That little ditty. Uh, I, I liked a little bit of the, the dark pet. Not the dark. I, li- I like how we're bringing Bucky. I enjoy Bucky. Okay. And, like, Am I alone? Know, I don't like Bucky. Like, like, I'm not like, oh, my God, Bucky's the best thing ever. But like, Right. Right. Yeah, maybe that's I, just me being super contrarian because of how how much everyone loves Bucky, and I'm just like, I don't give a crap about Bucky. It's just stupid. But, yeah, I can understand that. Thor, though. Thor is a rough film. <laughs> Going, I, It's one of the few Marvel movies that you can go back and be like, oh, this just was kind of a mess, wasn't it? Aaron, I know we'll try to defend it, but I'm going to say something good about Thor. I'm going to say that it introduced us to Loki. And even though Loki's not nearly as fun in this as he is later, it gets points for introducing Loki. I think I like Thor better than I like the OG Captain America. Really? Okay, interesting. But what do you like about it? About Thor? Yeah, about about Thor, my dude. (laughs) You know, I enjoy... I I gotta think one minute, I'm sorry. (laughs) It's okay. Aaron, what do you like about Thor? Maybe you can set the ball rolling for him. I like kind of like the whole self-seriousness of it all. Like the whole Shakespearean quality that the first one has that none of the rest of the trilogy picked up on. Where yeah. it's just, like, so over the top. It's just these, you know, these famous British actors and, like, these really expensive, shiny robes just, like, giving the strangest dialogue possible. It's just so ridiculous, but, like, played completely straight, and I love it. All right. I don't appreciate that about it, but different strokes for different folks. I'm going to say Winter Soldier, obviously. I, I'm, yeah. yeah. I'm going to say Winter Soldier as well. Winter Soldier. Now on to the second side of the bracket. Guardians of the Galaxy versus Ant-Man. 
uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, lo- I love Ant-Man. Yeah, but Guardians G-G. of the Galaxy was just... Just... I, I can't even describe how that movie made me feel when I first saw it. I was... We were we were on our way. I was with my family. We were going to to New York City for like a, a week or whatever. And I'm like, Guardians of the Galaxy came out today. We need to go see this. We go to like this tiny little theater in the middle of nowhere and we watch it. And my mom was like, does not like superhero movies. But this was the one that was kind of made her like, oh yeah, these can be pretty good because it's just so dang funny. And there's so much just charm and humor and style packed into like every frame of this movie i i if i could marry a movie i'd probably marry guardians of the galaxy it's gonna give you everything forever you know i might have like phases where i'm like oh i love paddington i'm sure i'll love paddington forever but you know i need to paddington is trash i don't no comment uh but Guardians of the Galaxy is the one that's going to stick by me forever, you know? I, I just can feel that already. That it, it's, uh, it's a good good one. Anyone else want to propose to Guardians of the Galaxy? No. Hey, what's a good thing you like about it, though? I, I like the... Um, I, I like a lot. I like Groot. Yeah. It's, the, the the we are Groot scene mm, mm, that it's, spoke to you. It spoke to me. It made me realize that I am Groot. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It's very profound. All right. David, something you like about Guardian? I mean, I, Vin, I like that it's Vin Diesel's best performance in every single one of his movies. <laughs> I I can't argue that honestly. I don't. Nothing better. Captain... Oh, wait. I mean, we all are voting for Guardians, right? Yeah. Alright. Captain America, the first Avenger, versus Doctor Strange. This one's actually really tough for me. What, what, What? Captain America what? The first Avenger, the original. Oh, geez. Doctor Strange all the way. Even though I literally hate the way Doctor Strange ends. (laughs) <laughs> it's the infinity like the stone that you hate though, right i still would rather have that than you know captain america you know prance around and pretending i i love both of these movies <laughs> i i love the wartime feel of the first avenger i love the period detail something that we like probably might never get again except for with i guess uh Captain Marvel, but that's going to be mostly in space, I'm guessing, so it doesn't really count. Uh, it's, like, Marvel's first and only period piece, and uh, I think there's something really special about that. And, uh, my God, if that scene at the end doesn't, uh, you know, get a tear from me every time. Just one. Just one. I think this might be my favorite Marvel movie in terms of, like, the characters, Mm-hmm. Like they, they just absolutely nailed who Steve Rogers is, like what drives him and everything, and the romance between him and Peggy Carter. Yeah, still the best 
Marvel romance. I'd agree. And then they even continue that in Winter Soldier, and that's such a great scene. Mm-hmm. They even kind of continue it in Civil War, but then it gets a little weird. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, then Doctor Strange has the greatest climax, maybe, of any Marvel movie. <laughs> I'm thinking. I just Disgusting. Wa- Disgusting. You do not Jumbo- like the way he takes down Dormammu? I, I hate it. I've, no, I it's amazing. Walked out of the movie. I said like I liked the movie as a whole, but like I was the one of the biggest cop outs. Oh man, I I just can't agree with you there. I I think it's honestly the best. Well, well, time to turn off the podcast. <laughs> Goodbye, Andrew. Aaron, be our mediator. Who, uh, who, what do you think? Well, like, in is terms that of part, the ending, is that part of is that part I of Doctor Strange's lo- character in the comics? Well, it's, it's part of his character in terms of, like, finding the loopholes. Like, he's less of a fighter and more of just, like, a, hey, here's this weird magic thing that no one knows except for me because I study things like a nerd. <laughs> nerd. <laughs> nerd. All right. Uh, yeah, I, Beyond that, I'd say my favorite Visual part. effects in this movie. The best Marvel's done. Best. And yeah. now they're just... <laughs> <laughs> they just yeah, don't care anymore. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Let's get Scott Derrickson back in here. What's that? Have to go with First Avenger. Oh my god. I'm the... Oh my god. <laughs> I gotta pick. You're the, you're the tiebreaker. You're gonna have to do this. Mm. Mm. I gotta go with Captain America. I just think it's the most... Just probably... I don't know. Phase one, the best film, I'd say. I, I go between that and Iron Man, just because they're both really good. I mean, not counting the Avengers, obviously. But Iron Man, talking about it. Iron Man versus Age of Ultron. <laughs> Sorry, Age of Ultron. Uh, <laughs> Iron Man uh, started it all. It did start it all. And started off well. So strong. Like... I watched it again somewhat recently, and I think the cave stuff lasts, like, a bit too long to where it's like, okay, let's just get to the Iron Man. But that's only because I know where it goes. I I enjoyed the cave stuff, though. It Mm -hmm. showed such, like, a character development in Robert Downey Jr. Right, and it was, like, so, it's, like, like, perfectly comic book accurate while also, like, Updating it for modern times, and like, and like that's what and like I really love. The climax love first at the dang end of it when he just walks out of that thing, destroys all these. I was cracking up. <laughs> yeah, I I think there's just something about it where like I know what Iron Man does later and how amazing it is, and then I'm just kind of like, oh, I want to see more of that. I want to see more lasers cutting through stuff through the giant uh, sky whales and stuff like that, but. But I do love Iron Man. I, I remember when I thought that Dummy was going to be Ultron. <laughs> uh, Age of Ultron. This There's is good jokes. I think this is the movie that like came out. Everyone really liked it, and then all of a sudden, like a week or two later, everyone's like, "Oh, I hate Age of Ultron." 
And it's like, what? Where did this come from? <laughs> like, I, everyone, when I came out of this movie, I was so high on it. And then I kind of saw, like, yeah, the Thor stuff kind of sucks. Um, but I'm going to be the contrarian here, and I'm going to say that I love the Black Widow and Hulk romance. Yeah, I still don't know how to feel about that, honestly. And I don't know if I'm ever going to, like... <laughs> no, is that bad? I, you know, no. Oh, you'll, well, you'll, you know, you'll find out in Infinity War. And then, uh, you know, probably the culmination of their romance. Who knows? One of them, no, the Hulk's not going to die. The Hulk might die. Of the I don't two know. of them, the Hulk would be the one to die. Yeah. Because they already said they're working on the Black Widow movie. So. Right. Yeah. No, that's kind of sad. Uh, you, wait, didn't, wasn't that the new one with Jennifer? Uh... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Red spe- red red widow. Yeah, yeah, that's my favorite red, one. Red Blue Jay? Oh. Red Blue Jay. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah, Blue Jay, that movie with Mark Dubois, that really intimate uh <laughs> intimate film. Uh Iron Man versus Age of Ultron. Uh, yeah. it's, Iron it's Iron Man. It's Iron Man. But I will say, you know, I'm a little more forgiving to Age of Ultron than I think the collective consciousness is nowadays and i i think it's in this weird situation where everything about it works except for the storytelling you know in terms of like the cast the action the effects the humor all that sort of stuff it's all firing on all cylinders i mean that movie just starts so strong dude yeah it's bad make any sense it's bad but we we get scarlet witch my favorite superhero of all time. So, Scarlet Witch movie confirmed, please. No. <laughs> uh, all right. So, Black Panther versus Spider-Man: Homecoming. Spider-Man: Homecoming, because Spider-Man is my favorite hero in this universe. They finally did Spider. Okay, Peter, not Tobey Maguire. Spider-Mans were good, but I finally feel that like this. This is the Spider-Man. This is the Spider-Man that I've always... The comic book Spider-Man. The Spider-Man of the cartoons that I used to always watch. The punk. The young kid. This Spider-Man, I will say, is the best Spider-Man. Let's just start with Um, mm, Spider-Man. Yeah, funniest Marvel movie, I'd say. As far as it just hits that perfect high school comedy... Where it is a superhero movie, but it also doubles as a as a high school comedy and does it near perfectly. Um, that I'd say I, I, that's a great thing about Spider Man Homecoming. Aaron, what do you like? Yeah, I love the. Uh, are, are you waiting for something specific? Because I was just gonna say I love the coming of age elements of it all. Oh no no! I was waiting for something specific. Michael Keaton. I think we should also mention. Before perfect casting for the vulture. Before Killmonger, probably the best Marvel villain, most well written Marvel villain. He's up there. So Black Panther. Speaking of which, the action is a bit lackluster at parts. It is. That's what I would say. It is. It's very, especially the whole finale is so dark. Again, it's like Incredible Hulk. It's like, what's happening here? You know, like, I can't really tell. Yeah, I thought the staging the climax on the plane didn't really work. It's not just really like, Spider-Man's like, thing. I get the idea. It's not 
Spider-Man's environment, and that was kind of like the point, is he's out of his element. But at the same time, it's not as interesting of a place to, like, have a character with those powers. Right. Black Panther, a movie we just talked about. A movie that has fallen a bit for me recently. I still think it's a really good movie, but... I think it was enjoyable, but at the same time... It's got flaws. Everyone hyped up way too much. Yeah. I I would say... I'm, I'm still super hyped with this film. Still I know. Still one for the year. I know. This is the clear winner to me. Just I, one of Marvel's best. I love... The acting and the characters yeah. and... You know, actually tackling like serious like subject matter in like no holds barred way and mm-hmm. eh, some holds barred. Well, <laughs> as no holds barred as you can get out of a big budget blockbuster. Yeah, yeah. Never mind. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just it comes back to that. I just can't get over how bad the effects are in this movie. And I know, I don't know why I'm getting so hung up on it, but it's, like, really bad. And, like, the humor isn't always all that great either. The what are those joke makes me cringe into infinity. I I didn't know what that was a reference to, so I'm just... Oh, oh, but you liked the I whip my hair back and forth junk? That's your... I liked it. It's your favorite one? There are good jokes in it, though. There are a couple, yeah. Um, yeah. Spider-Man Homecoming. David, you're the decider. I... Spider-Man. Spider-Man all the way, baby. You knew he, what he was going to decide. I said it in the very beginning. It's Spider-Man. Yeah. I didn't know that, actually. I, I don't think I heard that, but I'm sorry. I do really like Black Panther, but I... I Spider-Man's been tickling me lately. That sounded weird. I don't mean it like that. But he's just been... Eh, I'm excited to see his Iron Spider suit. And maybe I'm just a little too hype up for a Spider-Man in my life. A man spider. Alright, now we can just uh, dig down. Uh, Avengers versus Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. I'm voting Avengers. Yeah. Definitely Avengers. Avengers moves on. David, you want to make it unanimous? Avengers is revolutionary with Guardians of the Galaxy. It's just like... It's more of the same. It's good, yep. but it's more of the same. Oh, oh the Battle of the Americas. <laughs> Civil War versus Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier. Civil Winter War. Soldier. Civil War. Winter Soldier's Civil War. way more. Way more Ooh. <laughs> it's fine. Whatever. <laughs> <No>. Whatever. <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy versus Captain America First Avenger. Guardians. Guardians. Aaron? Unanimous or no? Oh, okay. Alright. Interesting. Iron Man versus Spider-Man Homecoming. This one's tougher for me. Iron Man. (sighs) David's probably going to pick Spider-Man, isn't he? You know I'm going to pick Spider-Man. Um... Iron Man started it all, whereas Spider-Man's the third iteration in 10 years yeah but it's the best iteration in 10 years uh, uh, uh iron man sorry uh, uh iron man all right 
Avengers versus Civil War. Mm. Avengers. I gotta go Avengers. Civil War? Aaron, it's your call. Avengers. Oh, alright. Guardians versus Iron Man. <laughs> oh, I'm going Guardians all the way. Come on, Guardians. Oof. Well, I guess it doesn't matter, but I was going to go with Guardians anyway. Oh, yay, unanimous. And how? just how I predicted this would come down to. Avengers versus Guardians of the Galaxy. Avengers. It's, it's Avengers. It's just like the most pure comic book joy you're ever going to get out of a film. David, you going to make this easy for me? Yep. You're picking Avengers, huh? No, I'm picking Guardians. Oh no, you liar! <laughs> you cruel devil. Oh my god. Okay, um... Mmm, mmm, mmm. I, I gotta go with the Avengers. I just have to. It was the movie that, that made me love movies. So, I gotta. The Avengers wins it all, boys. They're bringing it home the gold. Bringing it home the gold. That's apparently a thing. They did it. I mean, it's kind of expected. You guys eliminated all the... Worthy contenders like oh. Winter Soldier, mm. Black Panther, and the assassination that... of Abraham Lincoln. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! All right. Well, we were already moving a little bit long in this podcast, so let's uh, cut on next to the upcoming movies of the week. It's a interesting one this week. Three movies, I'd say that I I would four movies I'd really like to see. One that I'm like, what is this, man? Let's start with Blockers. A movie I, I am know. seeing tomorrow. I don't know about that movie. You Why are seeing it? Yeah, I'm seeing Why? it tomorrow. Why? Yeah, yeah. Why are you doing this? Aaron, have you not seen the critic scores? I... They are high and they are... I was going to say thigh, but that doesn't really make sense. I'm going to say try. You know, they did this with Game Night. And Game Night's amazing. And Game Night was, like, better than I expected. And Game so. Night was... Oh, you know, you, you misspoke. You meant Game Night is better than Black Panther. <laughs> no, all right. So, David, what do, what do you think? I mean, I'll go see it with my movie pass, but... Mm-hmm. I'm not, like, dying to go see this movie. I Ever since the first trailer, it, man, I've been on... It, it looks like one of those stupid, like, oh, the hangover, com- like, it, like that kind of comedy. I was just never really... Yeah, I, I'd say it... What people have been saying is that it's two comedies in one, and both of them are really good. <laughs> so, they're like, oh, it's the, the teen sex comedy, and it's the adult, uh, like, raunchy, I suppose, comedy. And the mix of both of them works for it, is what I've heard. I'm hoping I agree. Because, my God, if I don't want to see John Cena grab a man by the leg and swing him up onto a balcony. <laughs> oh, my God. And Leslie Mann, also in it. 
The guy who always reminds me of Broke Down Mark Wahlberg is also in it. I can never remember his name, and that was probably a big insult to him, so I'm sorry. But every time I see you, I'm like, hey, you kind of remind me of Mark Wahlberg, but like, if he didn't get famous. Anyone want to chime in with what his name is? I'm I'm looking it up, but I just don't know you, what it you is. You know I suck at like actually knowing names <laughs> I'm looking of, like, it real, of real life people. Yeah, it's not me. I'm looking it up. I'm looking it up. Uh, his name is Ike Barinholtz. So there we go. Uh, yeah, uh, dude, I'm so on board with this movie. It, it's not even fair how much I, I'm excited for this. It's the year of the comedy. Game night, blockers, tag, it's all here, it's all here. But what do we think about uh, the miracle season? I've not seen this movie, I have no idea what that is. I just watched the trailer for this, Mm -hmm. and it's... Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, let it out. It's an inspirational sports movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. It's, uh, it's, uh, um, it's like volleyball, too, and, like, team sports movies are, like, never good. Uh, Remember the Titans. There's that one. But otherwise, it has to be, like, an individual sport for it to be good, right? Like, golf or... Like, like, the greatest game ever played. Do we got any Shia LaBeouf fans in the house? You know, I, that, I mo- that, that movie did... Oh, of course. I mean, actual cannibal Shia LaBeouf. Have you not yeah, yeah. seen that? Oh, I've seen it. I'm a fan. He's coming back, you know. I don't know if you heard that. For, for an, another one or another movie? Or, oh, Indiana he, Jones 5. <laughs> oh, no. No, he's coming no, back. He, to, he's coming back to the world of film. He's directing something coming up here, so... Oh, no, 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 that's what it is. He's directing a movie about his life. He's directing and playing his dad. I'm not oh, even yeah, kidding. Wait, he's playing his dad and he casts he... someone else for himself? Yeah. Yeah, who, who did they cast? I don't remember. Oh, no, it was uh, Lucas Hedges. Lucas Hedges, yeah. Oh, my God, this movie's going to be awful. But I'm so excited. All right, so that's how much we care about the miracle season. We started talking about a different movie. How about A Quiet Place, my dudes? Oh, Jay, we're seeing this. All right, I can see it. I'll, I'll dig. I don't want to know too much. I've seen the one trailer a couple times, and I almost feel like it gives too much away, even though it gives nothing away. <laughs> I'm just, I just want to be in this world, you know? People are loving it. 99% on Rotten Tomatoes. I mean, any horror film that gets this positive reception is going to catch my eye, you know? Mm-hmm. Comedy guys, man. They're doing horror, and it's working. They're, takes the same skill set. Yeah. Lean on Pete. A horse movie. <laughs> what interests me in this is one... A24. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Two. Horse. Uh, the oh. A-minus review on the AV Club that yeah, I saw. Yeah, from A.A. Dowd, I believe. And three. Steve Buscemi. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot he was in this. I've seen this trailer a couple uh, times. A 
national treasure that we're missing. He really is. Right? Like, when's the last time you see him, you've seen him, like, do, like, a serious big-time role kind of thing? Grown Ups 2. Because he's been, like, a comedic bit player for a lot of things recently. Yeah. This might be his, his way back in. I, I don't doubt it. He's kind of funny looking, but, uh... It's a good Fargo reference for anyone out there. Um, yeah, I don't know what to make of this movie. I've seen this trailer several times, and every time I'm like, okay, yeah, it looks like a movie. And then I see all, like, the critic, like, review blurbs they put in the trailer. They're like, you'll cry over this boy and his horse. And I'm like, oh, my God, I guess I will. All right. Like, gee. The best, the best horse movie ever is obviously War Horse Boys. Come on, oh, now, let's be real. God. Well, yeah. it's, it's no competition. It's, in the, yeah. it's no competition. Now, War Horse... Yeah, better than BoJack Horseman's Secretariat, some say. Mm. So I, I, I don't want any other spoilers, but can you tell me if War Horse was in Ready Player One? You know, I wouldn't be able to tell. factor on my ticket. <laughs> yeah, yep, he's in it. Yep, he's in it. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I remember distinctly seeing him at second... Uh, one million and twenty-four. He's in the left uh, upper hand corner, uh, right next to the Iron Giant and Chucky. So, all right. Let's see. Uh, Chappaquiddick, a movie I didn't know about until today. Watch the trailer. Guess who made it, boys? Entertainment Studios. So, um, I hate them. I don't know why they continue to want to torture me, but this movie looks pretty good, and I'm probably going to give them money. I'm probably going to go see this. I'm going to give them money, and they're going to keep making movies like, oh, Phoenix Forgotten 2, 48 Meters Down, Friend Request 2, and this is the vicious cycle we live in. They just keep making more bull, bull crap. Well, I see the movies that are actually probably pretty good. But we got Ed Helms in this one, doing a serious role, which is very strange to me. Boston accent, I think, as well, which is very, very weird. It, you you can't not see Andy trying to do, like, a really... You know, like, when you used to do accents on The Office, but, like, they were, like the British accent, it was so over the top. You can't not see him doing that in this. Jim Gaffigan in it, playing a serious role for some reason. It's such a weird cast. Yeah. But it might just work. The reviews are fairly positive, so... I don't know. I'll go see it. If it's playing near me. It's a story that I'm unfamiliar with. Mm-hmm. But, so it's one of those situations where I'm like, I'm interested in learning more about it, but is this movie actually going to be the best representation of it? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe just pick pick up. Maybe just pop up that Wikipedia. Learn about it. I already it. did that. Oh, well, there we go. Uh, and that's it. We blew right through the upcoming movies of the week. We're moving right on to the What Have We Been Watching segment this week. Guys, we just kind of talked about it a little bit. David, you and I, we saw uh, Ready Player One. I I don't hate it. You know, I wasn't... Aaron, you so haven't even seen the movie. <laughs> I read the book. So? 
Apparently, the book and the movie are very different. I would hope so, because the book is trash. Tell me about the book. What's trash Hard, about hardcore it? Hardcore garbage. Well, I don't want to... I'm going to have to wait now until I see the film, because mm-hmm. I don't want it to be like telling you all these things, and you'll be like, oh, this is what's different in the movie. Right, so right, right. I, I want to know. Okay, okay. So, we'll, we'll have to wait until I see it. I might read the book. I don't know. Because I've gotten reflected... I got conflicting reports. I've heard that the book's really good. Didn't Aaron say the book was awful? He just said it was trash. He hates it. Garbage dump. It's it's trash. It's so bad. Dave, what did you think about the movie? I I liked the movie more than I thought I was going to like the movie. Same. I, I thought it was going to be Spy Kids 3D, but it wasn't Spy Kids 3D. Because, <laughs> Aaron, can you not see the similarities between Ready Player One and Spy Kids 3D? I, I, can, I can definitely see the similarities. And now I just want to watch Spy Kids 3D again. Is what <laughs> I I'd say that... It's hard to get over how stupid everything looks. That's the number one problem I think this movie has going for it. Or against it, I suppose. Is that everything just looks so dumb. And I realize it's supposed to look like a video game. But, like, video games usually have, like, themes. And the fact that there's no theme to the Oasis, where, like, anyone can look like anything and, like, all that sort of thing, it just feels so dumb and looks so stupid. Like, one of the characters is, like, an orc metal robot person and i'm like oh my okay (laughs) like we couldn't reel that in a little bit um also there are moments in this where i'm like they just used a character model from a video game they didn't even make one they just straight up use harley quinn's character model from arkham knight Uh, supergirl from Injustice 2. It's the same exact character model. I know because that's the only time her cape's ever been like that. It was an Injustice 2. And so I'm like, oh, yep, you just straight up copied that. That's... But there are moments where this movie shines and has, like, a lot of fun with its premise. And I won't spoil it because I, I think what I'm thinking of is not actually in the book, if I remember that. Um, but there's a sequence that is a ton of fun. And I think the movie should have been more of that. But instead we get like stupid. Oh my god. <laughs> and all the challenges, the way they figure it out, I think that's fun. Scavenger hunts and movies are fun to me. Um, I, I hope it's more fun than they were in the book. But... Apparently the whole, all of the challenges are different. Shoot. I'm sorry, I'm trying not to do stuff like that. No, that I'm sorry. That's fine though. Okay. Um... Yeah, Jake. And I love, I love, I'm sorry. <laughs> I loved the, like, the moral, I suppose. I don't know if it's a moral. It's more just like a, I mean, a moral is a lesson. But the whole way the the movie incorporates what it's trying to do, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's kind of a nice thought. So. Then that has to be one of the things that changed from the book. Because the book essentially has no moral. <laughs> really? Yeah, that must have changed yeah, yeah. because there's like a, like a really actually like nice like one thought of the worst at the end. Of the book is it's basically, hey, we start out here's this kid who's dedicated his entire life to this really creepily obsessed version of fandom. End of the book, 
he's rewarded for this very creepily obsessed version of Phantom. Oh, no. No change at all in his character. No, no, still. <laughs> but there, there's also, like, an actual, like... I, like, this is the thing. <laughs> I don't want to say it. Because it is the end of the movie. Where they'll continually say these things. They'll be like, hey, maybe you should spend some time in the real world. Or, hey, maybe you should try to fix the problems of the real world instead of spending so much time online. And all mm-hmm. this sort of stuff. But they just, like, say it to say it. And then they never... There's no self-awareness at all in the book. That holds up in the movie. There is still no self-awareness. But there, the moral isn't about that. It's about, like, games and the way we enjoy them and stuff. And I think that is, like, really nice. Either way, it, it's not a great movie. I think I wrote in my mini-review that, like, Ernest Klein's a bad writer, but Steven Spielberg's the greatest director. So, like, what do you do in those two things, Mitch? Mitch? Mix. My words are so bad today. Um... Yeah, and he, I, I really wish he didn't write the screenplay, because it's so poorly paced. Um, That's pretty much what's stopping me from buying a ticket, is that he was heavily evolved in yeah. the film, too. Don't worry, his other book's getting made into a movie now, so Armada, hopefully they all the people don't look stupid in this one. Overall, I don't hate it, I'd watch it again. But it's it's definitely got his problems. Mark Rylance is definitely not one of those problems, though, because he's really, really? good. He Yo, looks so... His performance looks so bad. It is. Really. It is, but it's the best part of the movie. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. David, would you agree that the uh, game creator is a really, really great part of the movie? I would. I would, I would say he's, in, he's enjoyable. I don't know who he reminds me of. I like I like his avatar. His avatar is pretty cool. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. But like, how... I don't know. He was he's all right. In I don't know. Movie, just... Yeah, it was just all I was, right. I was just glad. I was hoping for more Spy Kids three. I don't know. Man. I, don't <laughs> I was know. hoping for more Spy Kids. I don't know. I just could not find it in me to hate this movie. And I went in like this is just going to be references and it's not going to be anything else. And I'm like. Yeah, it's a lot of that, but, like, a lot of it's just fun. I mean, I don't know. That's it. I guess that's all we need to talk about with Ready Player One. Till Aaron sees it and probably tears it to shred, and he's like, I don't know what you're talking about, Jacob. There's no moral here. There's nothing to enjoy. (laughs) I will say, the avatar for the main villain is one of the worst things I've ever laid eyes on. So, it's honestly, I wanted to just leave. <laughs> I'm like, I was embarrassed that they let that go on screen. Also, TJ Miller, not funny. So, let's uh, move on from that. <laughs> he certainly tries, though. Uh, rewatched Paddington. Great movie. Watched a little film. What, Aaron? What? Nothing. You know, you know Smack Talk Paddington? My boy? Paddington Uh-oh, Brown, I was, Mr. I was Brown? I'm telling you, I think I need to rewatch Paddington. You do. Also, have a huge. Uh... <laughs> also have also have a what huge crush. Also have a huge crush on Sally Hawkins. So let's move on from that. And uh, Francis Ha, a film. 
directed by, oh my god, I already forgot his name and I just had it up. Noah Baumbach? Thank you. Noah Baumbach. Co-written by Noah and Greta Gerwig, my girl, starring Greta Gerwig. So, it's on Netflix. I'm like, you know, I'm going to watch it. I need to watch more Greta Gerwig stuff because Lady Bird just, it made me feel. I want to watch more. Now, did this movie make me feel like Lady Bird did? No. No movie could be that bad make you feel like Lady Bird. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. I love Lady Bird. But this movie is so well written. Like, to the point where I'm like, oh, God, I can't write like this. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, it's so good. It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> like, I don't even know what to say. Aaron, I feel like... I almost want to say watch this, but at the same time, I need some things if we ever do a season two of Gateway to Cinema <laughs> to put on the top 100. I almost, I literally almost watched this the same night that you did. Whoa. Because I, I have this list. Mm-hmm. I made this list. A hundred movies. One film from every year from 1918 to 2017 mm-hmm. that I'm trying to watch through. And this is on the list. Okay. And so I was looking to watch a film from that list a couple nights ago, and I literally almost watched this movie. So I'm going to get to it. That's really weird, man. Our energies collided in that moment, and I, I just... I know, I was so confused when I, like, got on Letterboxd, and it was, like, to log home, but I didn't end up watching it. It was just right there. Um, Greta Gerwig, as an actress, I'm not quite as sold as on her as a writer and a director, because I think she's fantastic in both of those roles and i think she's quite good as an actress but she's you know maybe not quite as good as what i'm gonna say great lines it's that it's that year in the life man it's it i it's a lot like ladybird because i feel like a lot of this was probably lifted from her life as well like her actual parents play her parents in the movie so I can understand maybe why it feels similar, and it also has that year-in-the-life kind of vibe to it, um, but I love it. We don't, I'm, I'm going to continue to love it. It's got that artsy black-and-white filter. Oh, oh, hipster. I love it. It's got Ooh, that, it's that mumblecore. Ooh, I love it. It's so indie, Aaron. <laughs> You're going to watch it and be like, what? Okay. But... My God, so good. I don't even want to say much more because it's just a movie that you kind of need to watch and be like, I too am aimless. <laughs> so, there you go. That's all I watched this week. Except for Superstore, continuing to be very good. So, Aaron, you want to continue with it for me? You want to pick up the torch? I can. I have quite a bit of stuff to talk about because I'm going to cover stuff I watched the week I was gone. Respect the format, Aaron. If you're not here, you can't talk about it. I'm just kidding. You're fine. Do whatever you want. But, all right, I'm going to start with... Save it. Save it for your I Missed Last Week podcast. Okay. 
Go ahead. Okay, okay. First up, the biggest one. Mm-hmm. I saw Isle of Dogs. Mm-hmm. You love dogs? I do love dogs. I, I do love dogs. And I love Isle of Dogs. <laughs> well, now you're just getting repetitive, Aaron. <laughs> okay, yeah. Tell me about but, it. But don't tell me too much. I won't tell, tell you too much. But tell me about it. This is this is a really fun movie. This is this is like the type of movie where you just have like a smile on your face throughout the entire movie. I'm getting a smile just thinking about it. <laughs> it's either just like you're smiling because you're like, oh, that's just like a really funny moment, or you're smiling because like that's a really sweet moment or you're smiling because like that's like a really unexpectedly dark moment and you're like why is this movie so twisted for like an animated movie <laughs> but like what is this rated is this rated pg-13 or i think pg-13 okay so that's why it's not making any money <laughs> to explain it it's it's making money is it it's it's only in like a hundred theaters. Right oh, now. Well, that would it's be why it's not making time, any so. money. <laughs> okay. Really? Yeah. My it's God. I'm, uh, soon, so I'm so excited. It. Yeah, it's expanding this week, I think, and I hope it's coming. Dude, I want to see this so bad. It's definitely one of my favorite Wes Anderson films. Oh, really? I think, I think he's just, like, so much better in stop motion. Than live action. Like I like his live action films. His his style fits his cartoons. Style is I'd just say. like next level. Yeah, cartoons. I, you know, I hate that cartoons is such like a derogatory term. But like, when you're making them like a Wes Anderson, <laughs> I don't think it. Uh, I think it's just fine if you're making a cartoon. All right, I'm so excited to see this. Continue though. Watched Pacific Rim Uprising, which mm-hmm. uh, I see you talked a little about last week. Mm-hmm. I think, I think the uh, the fact that you <laughs> confused uh, Scott Eastwood for uh, Charlie Hunnam, yeah, pretty much sums up this movie. I were they supposed to be playing the same they, character? Nope. nope. Just just two generically handsome uh, white guys. Rip. I like to call Scott Eastwood rip off uh, Chris Evans. Because they look exactly alike. <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, like you said, it has some fun stuff. Mainly the stuff that was from Del Toro's mind. Mm-hmm. But just definitely in terms of if if the standard for, like, giant robots versus giant monsters. Like, it's not a high standard in the first place to get some fun out of that. No. But this film is definitely kind of like a middling version of that. I just, I did not find any joy in any of the fights. It was just so boring no. to me. It didn't have that same kind of like childlike yeah. joy that the first one had. And that's definitely because Del Toro wasn't there. Yeah. And even the whole climax of the film, the way they solve the problem is just so like, cool i guess i mean like you only telegraphed it from the very first moment it's ever mentioned (laughs) but whatever although there is a great great uh great great story choice in this movie that uh we i won't say because it's a spoiler 
I, I think I know what you mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. that's what saved this movie from being completely boring to me. <laughs> so I'll give yeah, it points for that. There's, there's some good elements to it, mm-hmm. and I'm kind of happy that it exists. I'm glad we did get a sequel, even if it was a lackluster one. Like I'm just like. It was fun to be able to actually spend more time in this world because I never thought that was going to happen. Yeah, well, it probably won't happen again. I'm sorry, it, it probably won't. Anyway, next up, uh, watched when we first met, mm-hmm. which is this Netflix original rom com with uh, what's his name, Adam, Adam Devine. Devine, 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 Devine. Whatever. Once you're done talking about this one, I have a bone to pick. But let continue. It's. I don't know. It's just one of those films where you're like, Netflix picked this up because no one else is going to take it. It's like, they try to do the whole Groundhog's Day thing, but they never explain their premise. And they only do, like, three different versions of it, and none of them are creative. And then, I don't know, it's... it's. I was, watch, I was watching this with a friend, and we were just, like, alternating between, like, hey, that's actually kind of cool. This is kind of funny. There's some kind of good messages in this, and then being like, "Nope, this is this is a terrible movie. This is like the worst movie ever," because it does this weird alternating between like, "Hey, maybe it's good for uh, men and women to just be friends," but then it's like, "Actually, it's only good to have women friends so they can set you up with other women." You know? <laughs> what? It's like, it's like maybe it's okay if this woman doesn't want to have sex with me. So long as I can have sex with this other woman. Like, as long as I can have sex with some woman. You're I guess kidding. it's okay to have a woman friend. That's basically this movie. Oh my god. Wow. Okay. It, it, it's, yeah. Can't it's, say it's I agree. Like but it has, it has some funny exchanges. There were some genuine laughs. Mm-hmm. But overall, just, yeah. Not a great movie. I have a bone to pick with Netflix. Go for it. 700. 700 original films and TV shows this year. And already, there are ones coming out that I've just never heard of. Like, there's this one that came out, uh, Happy Anniversary, it's called. Have you heard about this, Aaron? No. It's Noel Wells from Mr. Roosevelt. And uh, a guy from, my God, guy from Parks and Rec, uh, Jean Ralphio. Those are the two leads. And, like, how did I not hear about this movie? I like both of them. And somehow, this just completely slipped my radar. Netflix didn't even talk about this at all. I, the only reason I know about this is because I, I, I come outside and it's on the TV. No, outside. Come on to the living room. It's on the TV. I'm like, whoa, what's this? Oh, it's happy anniversary. Oh, what's that about? Uh, I'm like, oh, okay, weird. When did that come out? Oh, just the other day. It's a Netflix movie. Oh, 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 what? You gotta, you gotta. If you're gonna do the 700 movies and TV shows, you gotta promote them, dude. (laughs) Like, oh my god. Apparently, it's not very good, so... Kind of makes a little bit more sense. But also, make as much money as you can. I don't know. Continue. Sorry. That was just my bone to pick. That's that's a good bone to pick. Uh, moving on. Uh, watched 
John Wick, finally. Mm, so. Mm, mm, mm. It's all right. Yeah. I guess it wasn't as like revolutionary of an action film oh, no. as I thought it was going to be. Got a bit overhyped. Mm-hmm. But it's it's fun for what it is. Two's better. I'd say two's better. I, I like the the action is obviously very well choreographed. I liked Keanu Reeves' performance. It's one of his best performances in a long while. Yeah. And I like the kind of like little bits of world building they do with like the whole hotel and all that sort of stuff. That stuff's cool. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It's also just kind of like it's pretty generic villains and stuff oh, yeah. like that. And, you know, there's never really any like meaningful stakes. Like, you never feel like John Wick is in any danger no. at all. You're just like, it's just like, here's some cool action. Not, hey, this dude might die at some point. So you got to be on the edge of your seat for that. It's just like, it's neat to look at, but there's no, it's, it's hollow. Yeah, I'd agree. But um, my God, is it fun? It is fun. It is fun. I love, uh, probably my favorite part of, which is sad, it's not even an action part. But it's after the whole big fight in his house and the cops come up and you're like, uh, back in business, John? <laughs> or whatever, whatever he says to him. It's just such a great little exchange. Anyway, yeah. All right, so next up. Uh, from the AFI Top 100, watched two films. Watched Easy Rider, mm, which was surprisingly good. Like, this is just, like, one of the... I don't even know how to describe it. It is just like one of those cinematic experiences okay. where you're just like, you're just like instantly captivated and you're just like, I don't even know what's happening half the time. Like there's, <laughs> there's this great uh, drug trip sequence in this film and it's just like the most confusing, but like most beautiful thing in film. <laughs> it's, it's wonderful. But yeah, no, I love this. I love the whole like contemporary contemporary for the 70s late 60s when this film came out but like making a contemporary mm-hmm. western kind of exploring how those tropes played into the counterculture movement of that day and you know it's it's just cool it's just like kind of like a time capsule of that counterculture movement in the late 60s as like kind of like this picturesque exploration of america set to like these country music tracks and as there's like this weird cinematic experience with these this crazy uh drug trip sequence in it it's just it's a it's a great movie i loved it definitely deserves to be on the list i just i want (laughs) to i want to point out that every time you bring a movie from the afi top 100 list you always say surprisingly good i mean it's a list of the 100 greatest movies of all time That's the whole point of it. Some of them have been surprisingly bad. Though. Okay. All right. I'll Some give you that. I have hated a few films on this list. So, Like what? what name your most hated one on the list. That could be a whole other topic. I, I don't remember what's on the bottom. Okay. Anyway. It might, it might be Mutiny on the Bounty, but that one is just boring. So. All right. What's anyway, the other one? Also from the list, The Last Picture Show. Mm, mm, mm. I don't know anything about this. This one was also cool because it also was like a contemporary <laughs> Western okay. kind of deal. All right. And, but it was also like a coming of age 
film, mm-hmm. where it's just kind of like exploring this group of teenagers in like this western town that just it's just kind of like that small town like decay kind of thing and these characters who feel trapped within it and it was just like such an interesting blend of two of my favorite genres you know the western and the coming of age mm-hmm. it was it was really cool all right it, i'll have to it add has, that one it has like bits of I don't. I don't even know. It just has so many different kind of different types of characters and different types of ideas that it's exploring, and it's it's a pretty beautiful film. It has that kind of has that black and white filter kind of thing. Yeah. Love it. What year did this come out? I think late seventies, okay. maybe seventy six, maybe. I don't know. All right. But uh. Okay, finally, TV. Mm. Uh, American Crime Story. Wanted to bring this up when I had finished the season. Finished it a while ago at this point, but wasn't Mm -hmm. here to talk about it. Not as good as the first season. I think that was to be expected, considering the uh, Versace murder is just not as interesting as the O.J. Simpson trial, especially to stretch out to a season length of television. Yeah. But there was still a lot of interesting material going on here i think darren chris did a had a great performance but oh, i also really? i don't know i'm not so much of a fan of like the whole following a serial killer getting into his mindset type true crime mm-hmm. where it's just like fixating on the actual violent acts and the psychology of the person behind them I, it, yeah it's I almost just, like why I, does it matter they're yeah. horrible pieces of crap kind of thing yeah. Yeah. It, it's just, it's not as appealing to me. So, but it, it was still well made. And they had some interesting kind of contemporary relevance and kind of exploring these social issues this time. Kind of like they had this like interesting undercurrent of like the ways in which uh, homophobia has like this weird, unexp- like unseen harmful effect where it's like even if you're not like directly hurting even if there's not like a direct hurt the fact the ignoring of the gay community is in a sense like even more harmful because you know there's like this whole theme throughout Mm -hmm. the, the way that like this these murders were able able to happen and were like ignored or like the the manhunt failed kind of thing, because people just wanted to ignore this aspect of them, kind right. of thing. So hmm. I don't know. There was some interesting material there, though not okay. explored as well as it could have been. Okay, I don't know that I'll ever watch it, but I'm glad to know that it's pretty good. Yeah. And finally, real quick, started watching Krypton. Oh my it's god, bad, you idiot! But I love <laughs> it. It's it's so bad. I hate it so much, but I love it. I'm all in. It, oh my it's god! It's terrible, but it's great. Just it, it's a thing of beauty. It's so self serious <laughs> and so poorly written, and so dumb and so badly acted and so ill conceived, and I love it. That that's my week. That's my two weeks. It was all a long right. one. Sorry. I want to mention real quick, 
Because you're it's okay the, to have a long one because you were gone. You were gone. These are. I just want to mention two TV shows that are coming out. I want to know your thought of them, Aaron. Because you're okay. you're more of the TV guy around here. You watch a lot of TV. Yes. Uh, is it called Trust? Yes. Yeah, that looks really good to me. What do you? What is your first impression of that from the I... trailers and stuff? There's some talent involved that I'm interested by, like Danny Boyle directing and Brendan Fraser. Yeah, is like back. It's like Brendan Fraser, good for you. Yeah, Glad you're back. <laughs> yeah, but also it's kind of like it's weird that they're doing this story so soon after all the money in the world. And I'm yeah. just wondering, like, which is going to be? Is it worth watching two versions of this? Yeah, I probably won't thing? watch all the money in the world, but <laughs> um. And then, is it the Waco one? Is that out already? That might already be done. I don't know. I, I saw it a while ago. I think started. I don't know if it's done. Yeah. I, heard, I don't know enough about that one. That looked really good. But it's on, like, Paramount's streaming service. And I'm like, I'm not gonna... Oh, my God. That one looked good. Anyway, David, what you got for us this week? This week, I uh, watched season two of Trailer Park Boys. Oh, okay, how'd that and go for you? It's a little bit better. All right. <laughs> and I um, also, what else? What else did I watch? I watched some Always Sunny. Oh, of course, of course. What, and what? I watched, I watched uh, Charlie McDennis one um, and two. Okay, the double feature. And then I watched uh, proving what I watch. Proving the serial defense, which is always a classic. Okay, yeah, yeah. I love. And then I watched a movie on Netflix that I actually really enjoyed. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw you rated this one pretty highly. And I I have never heard anything about this. I just saw it was on Netflix. Tell me about it. Neither have I. Tell me about it. And you probably should because it's got a lot of great acting. You you should probably name... Wait, wait, wait. uh, You should name the movie. (laughs) The movie is uh, the place behind. Place between the pines, maybe. Between the pines. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, you'll find it. Ryan Gosling looks like a cracked out dude. You'll find it that way. Don't worry. But yeah, what about it? What about it? What you like? Um, I enjoyed that it was broken into like three separate. uh, acts and like but they all relate to each other great acting i was like i was like wait uh ryan gosling's in this bradley cooper another famous person that like i recognized wow. but i didn't know his name so i was like oh my god like what is going on and like it, it really pulled at those uh good old heart heart strings heart heart strings yeah and... pulled at those good old heart murmurs <laughs> <laughs> okay um but what else did I? I don't know. Like, I, like, cause I was like Amanda, cause she works right before me. I was like, what should I watch at work today? Like, I need a movie. She's like, uh, watch this. I was like, oh, okay. I've never like I've seen it, and I was very happy with it. Like, I think both of you should like all like next time I have to suggest a movie. When we do that for like the fifth time, you boys are definitely gonna get this bad boy. <laughs> all if right. you haven't seen it already. All right. I'm I'm interested. I'm always down for a Ryan Gosling movie. Bradley Cooper, I'm also a fan of. All right. Anything else? 
No, because I didn't do. I wrote a lot of papers this week, but paper time. Yes, papers. I, I understand that. It's rise and grind, gentlemen. <laughs> rise and grind. Well, guys, that means it's time to move on to. Uh... So Aaron has never uh, uh, played Monster Hunter World. Ah, I have not. No. Have you ever played any Monster Hunter, Aaron? No. Okay. Well, then we can't do it, guys. I'm sorry. We can't move on to our Monster Hunter World writing segment. But maybe we can figure something else out uh, to, to fill in the next uh, three weeks for us. Or two weeks. Two weeks. No. Three. Three weeks. I know how uh, numbers work. Uh, so, guys. I was thinking, if we can't write a Monster Hunter movie... Let's write a reboot already underway movie. It has to be animated, though. That's my one conceit there. Or conceit. That's my one uh, caveat. Has to be animated. Claymation, maybe? Cell shaded? I won't do it. Maybe. You won't do claymation? You're not a clay guy? I'll, I'll make you a clay guy, all right? And no, I'm just, just like about you. the whole style of claymation. I don't know. Just... All right, fine. We won't do claymation. But I was thinking it'll be a magical quest. Okay. Where we have to uh, find the three keys to the oasis. <laughs> what I'm suggesting is we redo Ready Player One, but with three better more well-rounded humans in it. What do you think? You know, I mean, I well, who, well okay, who would you be? And uh... well, that's pretty obvious. I'd be the the seductive person who comes in, and I'm the best Twitch streamer in all the land. And I come in and I say, "Hey, I want to help you." But I also want the keys, my dude. I'd be that person. Artemis, I think your name is. I don't know. Who would Aaron be? Uh, you know what? Let's just, I'm going to even change mine. Let's just say we, we pick a movie and we pick, who are you in this movie? <laughs> Who's Aaron? In what movie? In Ready Player One. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Yeah. I David and I are picking Aaron. <laughs> Aaron's th- definitely the... Uh... The little, the little, uh, the little kid. kid. Yeah, yeah, Aaron's the little kid. I was gonna pick him as the lead, honestly. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And then David, I'd, I'd pick you as the friend. The friend, the yeah, the, uh, yeah, no, well, no spoilers. The friend. And then we could do different movies. We could do like, hey, uh, who are you? In Paddington. (laughs) (laughs) But instead, we can do one that has more diverse characters like Guardians of the Galaxy. David, you would be Rocket. There's not even a question about that. Uh, You know what? I'm about... Aaron, can you get behind Rocket for him? Sure. Okay. Why not? Aaron would be... Aaron's a tough one. 
He's got the height going for him. Give him Groot. We could go Groot. Who's the guy? Drax? I could see Aaron be a great Groot. Yeah, Aaron would be a great Groot. Aaron is Groot, and I would be... Um... Uh, Groot number two. <laughs> no, Jake, you I'll be, be Mantis. A... I'd be Mantis. Let's just be honest. <laughs> but yeah, that's my pitch. Aaron, what are you thinking? For 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 a segment? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or who do you... You can also say who I would be in Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm thinking, I'm thinking what we should do is we should do something in the spirit of Ready Player One. Okay, we're all we picking Ready just, Player One. Uh, kind of... Say a bunch of popular things oh, yeah. and call it good. Okay. We're not going to elaborate on them or kind of like explain why they're good or why they're popular or mm. have any kind of insight or originality or, you know, anything like that. We're Fortnite. Just, we're going to say things. That's a popular you wanna do thing. A Fort, you want to do a Fortnite movie, Jake? Like, <laughs> like, yeah. No, I was just saying Fortnite because that's a reference. Right. And I'd be like, ah. Smash Bros. Mario. Star Wars. Uh, Sharknado. Uh, David Becker. No. David, David Becker. <laughs> <laughs> Reboot already underway. <laughs> Not after this episode. <laughs> All right. I like it. David, what are you thinking? For... For a segment, the player S movie or a se- segment, you know, I've been thinking about what if we do a movie, mm-hmm. but it's really we're just like, going right back to movies, <laughs> huh? Sorry, I'm like we're just going right back to movies because we just have these stupid ideas in our heads. <laughs> Go for it. Oh, okay, I'll do I'll do a different topic. Okay, no, that's do... fine. Fine, fine. I'll do a topic. We could do. Every week, mm-hmm. you could sit down. Mm-hmm. It could be like, gentlemen. Mm-hmm. I'm with you so far. Take me there, buddy. We, we could figure out our favorite foods and movies okay. and try to make them. Oh, oh, you're adding on my idea. I like it. And that, yeah, yeah. So you try, so you try to make the food in the movie and then we like every week so like okay we're all gonna make this dish and then we come back and we say oh my gosh like we the did ramen it. from naruto is actually amazing or like i don't know it's another iconic like food the the pizza in the weekenders yeah okay yeah i'm about it whatever sure the thing is i don't know if that would be great for an audio podcast <laughs> we're just sitting around eating mm, yeah that's a good food that's a good food right there. This is how you food, right? This is how you food. All right. Well, I have an idea. How about we eat food and name off random pop culture references after every bite? I mean, I like food. And I like pop culture. So, watermelon. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Wait, do the food in the, do the, food in the pop culture reference have to, like... If you uh, want, sure. Is there like a rock food? So, so it'd be like it'd be like potato and Vin Diesel. <laughs> Aaron, who am I in Guardians of the Galaxy? 
All right, he's still not answering. <laughs> and moving on <laughs> to the bad movie of the week. Aaron, making your yes. bad movie return. I, I am. I am. I don't I even remember. Movie for you. Okay. Lay it on me. I want to talk a little bit about this film, Trick or Treats, from 1982. Okay. Not, not the Trick or Treat that's on... To get rid of some of Okay, I'm like, wait, what? What have you gotten me into? <laughs> okay. So, you guys know how I like slasher films. Love them. Oh, obviously. And one of the things I love about slasher films is that, you know, they have, like, interesting kills. And that's mm-hmm. basically all they are. So, you can just, like, watch one at, like, midnight and be like, those are some neat ideas. It's a, it's a fun, breezy execution of several teenagers. And you're like, yeah, <laughs> that's, a, that's a way to spend an evening. <laughs> Trick or Treat, though, it's not that movie. No. Okay. It's it's a slasher film, arguably. So the film begins, and it's just like this man and his wife chilling by the poolside. And the man's like reading a newspaper. And then the wife's not really responding to him. And then she hears the doorbell. She goes up to get it. It's the police. And she's like, he's out back. And then the police go out back. And they put the man in a straitjacket, and they take him away to a mental institution. There's no explanation ever given for for why. Wait, that's but... not a thing that ever comes back. It, he comes back. They oh. never explain anything, but okay. So then, okay, it's like a year later, a couple years later or something. And so there's this, they this couple. They have a kid. The the, the couple where the dad was sent off to mental institutions. They have a kid. Right. And so this babysitter comes to look after the kid. And basically, this kid pulls pranks where he pretends that he kills himself. Oh, so he's like a YouTube prankster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, not pranks, more just like uh, truly traumatic things to do to right, people. Exactly. Okay. So, like, he'll be, like, chopping up a carrot, and then he'll act like he chopped his finger off, but it's really a rubber finger kind of thing. Or, like, he'll have, like, a, he has, like, this guillotine in his room. Of course he and does. And when the babysitter walks in, he drops he keep, the, uh, he drops he the blade. Keeps a, he keeps a guillotine in his room. Like, that's what he, 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 he has question. a guillotine in his room. And so, eventually, the babysitter is, like, sits him down, and she tells him the story of the boy who cried wolf. Oh, yeah, yeah, And you're like, okay, I see what's, I see what's happening here, is that this is going to come into play, because he's going to be, like, the villain's like going to come after him in the end, and then, you know, he's going to cry wolf, and the babysitter's not going to believe him. And while this is happening, the the dad escapes from the mental institution by dressing up as a nurse. So he, he dresses up a nurse, and he escapes. And so you're like, okay, I think there's a plot going here. But that's it. I think there's a plot. No, that's it. That that's the stuff for a plot, but no, that's the movie is uh, we have that all in the first 15 minutes. And then we have about an hour of that continuing. It's just the, the, the dad is slowly walking down the streets to his house. He's, he's not killing anyone. He's just walking down the streets, still dressed as a nurse. And that's that subplot. And then the other <laughs> subplot, the boy's, the boy's still pulling pranks. For an hour. No one's dying. 
they're just walking and okay so tracks. that so does this movie ever pick up is there ever even a kill? So in then this you get movie? to the final fifteen minutes, and you're like, "Okay, okay. The killers reach the house. This is where we're gonna get we're gonna get the boy the crowd wolf moment." Okay, yeah, you don't get that. You don't get that. There's there's no point where like the killer's coming after the child, and he tra- calls out for the babysitter, and the babysitter doesn't doesn't uh, come running. <clears throat> right. There's, there's no moment. You know. You know. Setup things that normal there's, movies have. It, it, it never happens. It mm-hmm. never happens. So instead, we just get like this chase sequence where. The killer comes after the babysitter, and that happens really well. And then they somehow trick the dad into putting his head into this kid's guillotine, and they drop the blade, and it kills him. The guillotine is suddenly real, a real functioning guillotine in this kid's bedroom. That's how they killed dad. Was it real all along, or was there like some magic at play in here? I don't know. I don't know. And uh, then the film ends with the babysitter trying to call the police, and then the kid comes up from behind with a knife, and he's about to stab her, and it freeze frames. And you're like... Is he the killer now? Did the soul of the killer travel? I don't know. Maybe it's just another prank. Maybe this whole movie is a prank. I think this whole movie is a prank that tricked you into watching it. I just wanted to see some teenagers die, and got an hour and a half of an annoying kid, and... His, his dad walking down the street dressed as a nurse. That, that's what I got. That, that's how I had to spend my evening. It was a trick. It was and not a, treat. not a treat, though. Yeah, it was yeah, not yeah. a treat. Oh, my God. Trick or treats. Possibly the worst slasher ever made. And it's a high standard. Yeah, because graduation day. I mean, <laughs> so. The graduation day delivered on the kills. Like, that, that, that bed of spikes... Give me my ball. The pole vault, that's and the football, that's give me that's my ball. Like beauty. That's give what me I my want. ball. Please give me back my ball, <laughs> guys. Let's move on to the fault in your stars. This is of course the segment where we go on to Flickster or anywhere on the internet. Really, we find a bad review for a good movie, a good review for a bad movie. We take out all the spoilery bits, all the things that would give it away as to what the movie is. And we toss it out there. Have the other two try and guess it, guys. Today. I have some reviews. I don't know if it's a thing on Flickster for people to pretend like they're old. I don't know if that's like the new thing, but I'm just going to assume that these are two reviews where people have said they're really old and are being genuine. So let's see. Five stars. My wife and I loved it. Way better than we anticipated. We're both 70 and neither one of us had seen the first movie. I don't know what those professional critics are grumbling about because Blank impressed us at being a fast, funny, and visually imaginative entertainment. Thematic elements... Oh, sorry, I scrolled up. Thematic elements were good points to make and were well expressed. Would we have seen it without our movie pass cards? Probably not. But thanks to our wonderful movie pass membership, we took a chance on this one. So glad we did. And by the way, movie theater was empty when we saw it. We were the only two customers. Wow. I mean, I love how the review's like, oh, yeah, like, MoviePass wasn't, like, a real thing. I wouldn't do it. <laughs> and it's five stars. That makes me actually think that it is older people, because they're like, five stars. I wouldn't have seen it normally. All right, here we go. My name is Mary. Five stars. I'm 66, and while I was watching Paul Apostle of Christ, there was an ad for this film. 
all the flapjacks in the audience did not bulge. But I was laughing my two hangers off. Everyone seemed quite garbled off at my psychotic laughing, but I didn't care. The the flapjacks? I don't know, man. (laughs) But I didn't care because I was jimple jahookin' at this hilarious piece of cinematography. (laughs) At the cinema... Did they mean cinema? I think. Five stars. Here's your final one. Five stars. Really funny. Wish there would have been more original songs like the last movie, but still very good. Will buy. I missed the flamingos. Is this Pitch Perfect 3? (laughs) No, no, no. What? Think, Aaron. It's deep in, within you. Think of the only people who would go to see a movie that's out right now. I'll give you even that hint. It's out right now. Because based on Paul Apostle of Christ, I was going to say God's Not Dead 3. Oh, no, no. <laughs> I don't know where the flamingos would be in that. Let me just... Are you ready? You ready for the answer? Yeah. Sherlock Please. Gnomes. Oh, They're out in full force. <laughs> the elderly community is loving Sherlock Gnomes. You know, that's something we just don't talk about enough, man. Guys, thank you for listening to episode 97 of Reboot Already Underway. If you want to find us around the internet, you can find David at Dbex with two S's 15 on Twitter. It's a lot of T's and S's. Fun of blah, blah, blah. If you want to find Aaron, you can find him at Little Flame Dude on Twitter. This clever blog name is already taken at Tumblr.com for his reviews and such. He wrote, did you write the Pacific Rim review or no? I did not because yeah. I was, I, I had stuff to do. Like, you had stuff to do like not pay attention or ever think about Pacific Rim Uprising ever again. Uh, yeah, and if you want to find me around the internet, you can find me at Jake underscore Lace on Twitter, Jake Lace on Tumblr for reviews and such, and Jake Lace on Letterboxd, where I've been posting my mini-reviews. Join me over there. The mini-reviews have been short and sweet. Not a bad thing. Thank you. Thank you, David. Unlike this podcast episode. To be honest, (laughs) not our longest. Not even close. (laughs) But, find us around the internet, guys. Find us at Reboot Already Underway. Uh, Twitter, Facebook, SoundCloud, iTunes, and of course, join us next week when we eat some food based off the hit movie, Rampage. And Rampage. The Bye Bye Rampage Man. Oh my god, get get me out of here. Alright, goodbye. (laughs) Goodbye.